When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Friday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Hope all of you are ready for a fabulous weekend and thanks for spending your Friday with us. We've got a lot of topics to discuss throughout the course of the program. We'll also take a few of your calls, 800-282-2882 is the phone number here on the Friday edition of the program. Let's dive right into it. Uh, The continued fallout of what's going on in Israel with Israel preparing to enter Gaza is creating all sorts of interesting political externalities here for Joe Biden. And, uh, and, Today is also the Twitter one-year anniversary. Ron DeSantis says Trump can't win. Do we believe it? But let's start here, Buck. I've got a thesis for you. I want you to tell me if you believe it or not. Trump was the glue holding together all of the Democrat Party's identity politics coalitions. They could point to Trump and say, he's the great Satan, He's everything that unites us, even though this was a disparate coalition of identities that might not have a lot in common otherwise. And I think what's going on right now, and Joe Biden is not a skilled enough politician, I don't think, to address it, is you're now seeing a massive fraying of the Democrat identity politic coalition. We've mentioned that Jewish people tend to vote Democrat 65, 35, 70, 30. This is a big advantage. But also the Rashida Tlaib, Elon Omar wing of the Palestinian caucus, kind of call it what it is, also overwhelmingly votes Democrat. And so you've got two identity coalitions colliding. There isn't the great Satan of Trump to, uh, to connect them now. And there's a lot of concern that the 
uh, young coalition that supported Joe Biden overwhelmingly is in the Democrat Party actually way more receptive to Palestine. And then the Jewish coalition obviously is not receptive at all. So can he hold this identity politics coalition together in your mind? So what you have is the, the apparatus of, of BLM and racial politics in this country has taken in, this is why on college campuses it's, it's so apparent, um, has taken in the Palestinian cause as a, as a racial cause. You, you don't even really hear about it talked about very often in the context of a religious war. That's not, yeah. that's not really what, it, what the left views this as. They view it as white versus brown or white oppression of brown people. Yes. And that's, that's the lens through which all of this is being seen. And that has been a very potent force for Democrats on a whole range of issues, right? That is, uh, d- Democrats have used uh, race and racial resentments and, and racial strife for electoral ends. I mean, if you don't have the Democrat Party winning particularly the black vote by as much as it does in this country, but also other non-white voting blocks by the numbers that it does, the Democrat Party will never, you know, is, is not a viable political entity. So it's very important to them. But then at the senior ranks of the Democrat Party, you have, first of all, you have a number of prominent uh, Jewish leaders in the Democrat yes. Party, Chuck Schumer, and there are others. You have Joe Biden, who has a long history of supporting Israel. And so there's this, there is this, this collision of interest that is occurring here. And you see somebody like, for example, uh, here's Here's Alan Dershowitz. Did you see this? Alan yeah. Dershowitz, a prominent attorney, Jewish-American. Um, here he is yelling at a bunch of, of uh, protesters that they shouldn't be cowards hiding behind masks. Play three. They're afraid. They wear masks. They they weep and cry. Oh, my name will be revealed. Maybe I will lose my job. Well, you ought to lose your job. Would any client want to be represented by somebody who supported rapists? Would anybody want to be represented by somebody who was a member of the Ku Klux Klan or the Nazi Party? Hamas is Ku Klux Klan. It's the Nazi Party. And if you support their terrorism, you're supporting Nazism. And you can't do it anonymously. Sorry. Come out from behind under your rock and make yourself known. And bear the consequences. Martin Luther King didn't try to hide. You're trying to hide. If you're ashamed of your views, don't express them. But don't hide. Clay, you know, it's interesting also. We saw in the Trump era the rise of the use of terms like white nationalism and white supremacy for the Republican Party and fascism altogether. That there was a a fascistic, racist, white supremacist Republican Party in this country. Which is a, a, a just a, the whole thing is an absurd, is an absurd slander, but it's interesting. With Hamas, you have an entity. You can make a very clear case that Hamas is, as as we've been saying all week, morally indistinguishable from in its actions and in its aims from Al Qaeda or ISIS or other jihadist entities that we know must be destroyed, not not negotiated with, not met with good faith, destroyed, and the left thinks that that's going too far, right? Republicans, they've been saying for years, that half the country, Clay, is white, is part of a white supremacist and fascistic, even that, that there's a lot of minorities, it doesn't matter that they're part, that there are a lot of minority Republicans. They're part of something that is evil. The Republican Party, Democrats are comfortable, Democrats are comfortable saying the Republican Party is evil, 
And yet look at how, I mean, how many Democrats are not comfortable saying Hamas is evil. Yeah, and I, I would even go a step further here, Buck. You can point to people who are defending Hamas, and they try to say, well, I'm not defending Hamas. They or Some of the times they do. They say, well, this is about defending Palestine. Well, I mean, Palestine is uh, Hamas is more popular in uh, in Gaza than Joe Biden is in America. I, I think they have like a, almost a 60% approval rating. Now, I don't know how reliable polls are in, in Gaza in general, but... This is effectively a political party that is representing uh, the, the Palestinian people. But you have people like Rashida Tlaib, you have people like Ilhan Omar, Jamal Bowman, who will come out and say, and we'll talk about Bowman pulling the fire alarm a little bit later in the program, I'm sure. But you have them coming out and effectively giving propagandistic talking points in favor of uh, the, the, the Hamas militants and, uh, and, and everyone around them. Who even makes and has any political party uh, power at all any kind of argument in favor directly of white supremacy? Right? I mean, this, this is the great fallacy of the argument that America's overrun with white supremacy. Okay. Show me a that's single why, that's political why the entirety, figure. Yes. Me the, you know, the rest of the world and, and the, the non-white population. I mean, when was the last time you saw somebody at the border, for example, crossing into the country that you would describe as as white or Caucasian? And it is it is a non-white influx of millions and millions of people yes. who are desperate to be in this country, They're willing to die to get here. It would be totally unnatural to make that choice if this was a white supremacy ridden, riddled country. But there's no one with any political power who is a white supremacist. I can't even think of anyone who has publicly come out and said uh, anything white supremacy related. And oh, by the way, we've created such a free country that do you know who is the most dominant, successful group by ethnicity in America today? Asian people. Asian people out earn white people overwhelmingly, which is why they're now called, what are they called, Buck? White adjacent. Because if you point out that Asian people are successful, people say, well, they're kind of white adjacent. Well, uh, there's a big difference between a recent immigrant who's Asian and who suddenly can't get into Harvard because their scores are being discriminated against relative to other people. And it, it's all just laughably absurd. Nigerian immigrants to the United States do better than the average American household. I mean, when you, when you look at these South Asian immigrants to the United States, economically speaking, yes. make more money than the average American household. I mean, you start to break this down and you realize... The whole narrative of of uh, of white supremacy in the country is 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 a falsehood. Um, but beyond that, and then they say, "Well, it's like you're denying racism." Of course, no. The, the, there's always going to be people that are um, going to judge people by superficial characteristics and that make the immoral decision that they're going to view people differently based upon skin color. That's always going to exist. It always has. And it they're always, always going to be representing all different races, too, by the way, which yes. is something and that's almost impossible to announce on the Democrat Party. In the rest of the world, racism is is understood to be people thinking that people who aren't their race, they're left less comfortable around, they think less of them or whatever it may be. Only in this country is racism a single a single race phenomenon, really. I mean, there are yes. maybe some other, you know, Western European countries, you can make the same argument, but I'm talking about globally. Um, it's certainly the case that there are racisms of, of non-white variety, meaning people that aren't white can actually be racist. But you look back again to the, uh, the Palestinian Israeli debate as it's, as it's playing out. And there's also just a lot of things being said that are, are, are not true. I mean, here's Rashida Tlaib 
yelling at reporters who are asking if she will denounce Hamas. L- l- listen to how she responds. Play clip two. Congresswoman, will you denounce Hamas? Yeah. Will you denounce Hamas? Yeah. Why do you support terrorists? You're dehumanizing Palestinians. No, you're you're supporting terrorists. No, you're supporting terrorists. You're supporting terrorists. Notice, Clay, if, if after 9-11 I had said to somebody, will you denounce peace because yeah. 15 of the 19 hijackers were Saudi. You're dehumanizing Saudis. Everyone say, no, that's I'm not dehumanizing Saudis. I'm saying people that did a thing yes. were part of an organization who are mass murdering terrorists have to be dealt with. We have to have a right to. De- Isn't it interesting? People will say Israel has a right to self-defense. Then you say, okay, so you support the invasion. They say, absolutely not. You say, well, then how do you, how do they have a right to defense? They, they're supposed to live with the, you know, the sword of Damocles dangling from above the state of Israel with all these rockets and this Hamas terrorist infrastructure. It's insane. Yeah. And this is again emblematic what 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 would we just played that audio clip of biden's extreme weakness on his left flank and i think the data is going to start to show because biden won young people overwhelmingly there is going to be cornell west is already making an argument for that far left fringe and i've said buck there's three ways biden loses one way is turnout is way lower. I think we're trending towards, and we've got a stake bet, I think, on whether more mm-hmm. people will vote in 24 than voted in 20. I think we're going to trend towards less because I think Biden's not going to have the same motivating factor. Um, you could also go into Biden has some form of physical frailty uh, that just makes it impossible to vote for him, and then third party. All three of those, I think, are trending against Biden, which is why... I think Trump, if the election were today, would win. Now, Ron DeSantis, when we come back, Buck, we'll play some audio for people. Mm-hmm. Ron DeSantis said on CNN yesterday with Caitlin Collins, I believe, hey, Donald Trump can't win. We'll play you that audio. I actually disagree. I think Biden is so bad that all three of those factors are working against him, but we'll let you guys weigh in, too. Yeah, 800-282-2882. When you hear that audio, I'm sure some of you can want to be fired up, want to weigh in. Support U.S.-funded resources in oil and gas assets. Phoenix Capital Group invites you to invest in the heart of America with domestic energy corporate bonds. Phoenix Capital connects private investors like you with investments in intangible domestic energy assets. Investing in these high-yield corporate bonds can yield annual interest rates of 9 to 13% with monthly payments. Phoenix Capital Group offers various options with different rates and terms to choose from. It's a vote of confidence in the American dream. Be part of the backbone that built our nation. To learn more, download Phoenix Capital Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Learn how you can diversify your investments and earn 9 to 13% APY. Download the Phoenix Capital Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. 
The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. You'll get the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can keep your cell phone number and your phone or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values, who supports our military and veterans, creates American jobs, and refuses to advertise on fake news networks. Go to puretalk.com buck to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com buck. Welcome back. As you know, there is a Republican primary underway. You don't hear that much about it. You'll hear more about it in about a week or so. You'll have, or a couple weeks, you have a Republican debate, primary debate happening. Donald Trump is not expected to participate in that primary debate once again. He is going to skip the debates. I also think, is he, I mean, he's going to want to debate Joe Biden, I would assume. I don't think Joe Biden will show up to debate Donald Trump. So this may be a, a change in our perception of how debates are are effectively uh, a mandate of the public for presidential runs. I, I don't, do you think that there'll be a Biden-Trump debate? Oh. I I don't think they're going to want Biden to stand up and talk to anybody for two hours. Yeah. And I think I think Biden's just set the uh, or rather Biden's going to say that Trump has set a precedent where, you know, what I stand for, you know, what he stands for. There's no point. I mean, that that would be my guess, because to your, there's nothing but downside for Biden as, as the as a sitting president, you know, unless people are going to um, switch their or change their opinion of him based on whether or not he shows up for this. But anyway, Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, um, he, he is a, a fantastic governor. He is way behind Donald Trump in the polls, as we all know. Um, and he's coming out to say he doesn't think Trump can actually beat Biden. Play 22. 
You don't think Donald Trump can beat Joe Biden? I, I, I don't. I mean, I think that um, I, I think that. Would you endorse him if he is the nominee? Well, I've already said that I signed the pledge. I'm supporting yeah, a Republican do you, nominee. Do you think it's real? Well, for me, it is. I mean, I think when when you sign something, I know some people don't do, do that. But when I agreed to participate in the debates, I knew what that meant. I knew whoever comes out of that process. But here's the thing. I'm not just going to take my ball and go home. I'm going to do follow the process, respect the people's will. I think ultimately, you know, they'll make the judgment that, that I'm the best foot forward. And I think we'll get it done. But look, at the end of the day, um, I'm not going to just cry in the corner. I mean, I think Biden needs to be defeated. And I think a Republican needs to do it. So. I mean, uh, yeah, I was I'm just like, going to say, Buck, I think Caitlin actually stepped on that answer because he was about to explain why he didn't think Trump could win. And then she dove right into, will you support him? I'm far more interested in the analysis of why DeSantis doesn't think Trump can oh, win. Of course. Well, be- well, also, there's no doubt that DeSantis will support Trump as the nominee. I mean, in my yeah, mind, zero. I don't yeah. mind. He's zero, zero doubt. He's going to do that. He's going to keep his word on that. Um, and I think his heart will be in it. I think he wants a Republican. Um, I, I think he wants a Republican to be president. I think he thinks Donald Trump would probably do a good job. I think his primary concern, well, you know, it's tough to say primary concern, but I, I think that Ron DeSantis is the only, he's the only person running against Trump who I think believes that he has a better chance of beating Joe Biden than Donald Trump does. Maybe Nikki Haley. Maybe Nikki, Nikki Haley really believes I, that. I look, I think, and this is maybe the shift in the election. Maybe I'll change my mind again. I had concerns coming out of 2022 about whether Trump could beat Biden. I mean, I think I said him on the show. Yeah. I think whomever the Republican nominee is, I think DeSantis would beat Biden. I think that Trump will beat Biden. I think Nikki Haley would beat Biden. I think Vivek Ramaswamy would beat Biden. Wow. I think you are. I I love your confidence. I do. I have nowhere near your confidence level in all this. So here's what I think has shifted. I don't think the Republican electorate is as focused on electability because Biden's so weak. I think if Biden were stronger, there would be a more aggressive analysis individually of who is the better candidate to beat Biden. I actually think a lot of people out there believe that the Republican will win. That's where I am now. But look, look at how Democrats coalesced around Biden. The first, Biden was a loser in the election that he won, but and they coalesced. We should talk they about this when it. we we should talk about this when we come back. I think the third party uh, candidacy. I think the young people are moving against him. I think Biden's going to lose, and I think it's Biden weakness that's the story right now, not necessarily Republican strength. Those in the know refer to an IRS loophole as the secret royalty program. This IRS loophole is one that allows for Americans to collect thousands of dollars or more in payouts every year. The publication Business Insider describes the opportunity this way, enough money to live off of each year without having any other retirement plan. There are no age or income requirements. It's available to anyone 18 or older. There are no employment requirements. You can be working or retired. And the best part is the deadline to collect the next payout, well, it's just a few months away. It only takes a few minutes to get started. Certainly worth learning about this so you can see if it's something that you can benefit from. So how do you do that? Where do you go? Well, start this way. Go to secretroyaltyprogram.com. Again, that's secretroyaltyprogram.com. You're going to want to visit before the upcoming deadline secretroyaltyprogram.com paid for by Wide Moat Research. 
Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Uh, we're going to take some of your calls, 800-282-2882. Uh, we're discussing the DeSantis argument there that he made on CNN that he doesn't think Trump can beat Biden. And I understand that because if you're running against Trump, one of your calling cards can be, I'm the guy that's going to beat Biden. I'm the gal that's going to beat Biden. Buck, I asked a question. We were just talking off the air. So I've been arguing for some time that to me there are three pathways by which Biden loses in 24, assuming he's the nominee, which I still can't believe, but it appears that they're going to put him forward. You're going to win a stake bet on that, I think. Third-party support, and increasingly there may be a third, a fourth, a fifth party on the ballot, and I think that hurts Biden. Uh, decline in turnout, we got a stake bet. I think fewer people will vote in 24 than voted in 20. And the last one, Biden's age infirmity, there's something that occurs. So let me just ask you this. And I don't want this to happen. I don't want people out there like, oh, Clayton, no. Let's say Biden is walking off Air Force One or he's coming down the steps uh, off of the helicopter and he catches foot catches, which is not crazy, or it could be going upstairs as well. Foot catches, he falls, he breaks a wrist, he uh, breaks a foot. And he's on crutches or having to wear a sling has a cast. Is Biden still the nominee? If that happened in the next two weeks or would the infirmity? And the reason why I'm asking this is I don't, I don't think this is crazy to think could happen in the next year. If you watch the way Biden can't lift his feet, the way he's tripping everything else. If we have something that is impossible to ignore, he's got a sling on. He's got some sort of yeah, yeah. cast on. He breaks a bone. Is he still the nominee? Well, I've said all along that I think that they would have Joe Biden in a wheelchair, and as long as yeah. he is still... So you think no. even if he fell down the stairs, there's video of him like falling and he breaks a bone, that they would stick with him? The the Biden 2024 campaign is not about Joe Biden. It's about stopping Donald Trump from ending our democracy, and that will be enough for every Democrat, in my mind, who voted for Biden last time to come out again and vote for him this time, and the question then just becomes, what does it do in the six states that are in play for voters who are either persuadable or, um, you know, can be determined to uh, determine whether or not they're actually going to show up, right? Whether they're high propensity voters. So that's, that's how I see it playing out. I think the answer is yes, Joe Biden will probably be the nominee. The only thing that stops it is if he literally physically cannot be, and we don't need to get into that, but that's why we have a vice president and then they'd see if they can, uh, if they can have Kamala Harris. And remember, there would be a whole, if Joe Biden, for reasons of health, did have to step down, I think there'd be a lot of sympathy. Um, there'd be, you know, depending on what happens, I don't want to get too into this, but everyone understands what the possibilities here are. Um, and I think there would be a, a, a rally to Kamala as the vice president, the first black female president. You know, I think they could pull this all together in a way that it's not like she's going to win or he's going to win. Neither of them are, are in the position to get any kind of a landslide. Can they just, you know, eke out a victory? And there's a lot that's going to be in play between now and then that I think could could shift. Uh, one thing we do have in our favor is at least we have one. So, well, there's Truth Social, there's Rumble, there's a few to be fair. But uh, Twitter is no longer fully in the hands of the partisan activist left, Clay. It is actually yes. now a pretty it's one free year, speech. one full year anniversary of Elon Musk's purchase. How do you think it's going? I would give, so I use Twitter less. 
increasingly, to be fair. I don't um, even really tweet very much anymore. I go in and I'll retweet, um, you know, uh, OutKick articles, but I, I hop in, right? Like, I'm not on it all day. I hop in and in just wanting to see my timeline uh, because I do think people still come in. A lot of you out there are busy at work, but you may say, hey, I want to just kind of see what the last 24 hours, what's kind of floating around out there. Um, I would give him a B plus. Um, I, I think if I were rating it, I think if there's far more freedom to say what you think and compared to YouTube and compared to Google and compared to, uh, where the other Instagram restrictive, uh, social media properties out there, TikTok, I think Twitter is more free speech laden. I think it's just not as easy to use for me and a couple of things I would change if I were given a magic wand. Yeah, the user experience has declined a little bit. I hate the two feeds thing and there's a few things that I have, uh, getting or actually rid of the blue checks. I know people said it was a, a cast system on Twitter, but you know, I can't, I can't make a joke to Clay on Twitter and think that he's actually going to see it and vice versa because of the way they've changed things. Whereas back in the yeah. day, we definitely would have been able to see it. So we miss things like that. But anyway, um, I, I think it's interesting or, or it's in the, in the, Context of what's happening right now with the national conversation over Israel and, uh, and Hamas and Palestine and all this stuff that there are people looking at the numbers and TikTok, which is the social media platform of choice. I mean, YouTube is the, you know, video platform of choice for longer form stuff for, for younger people. But TikTok for true social media is now what the 25 and under set is using more than anything else. Yeah. And TikTok is overwhelmingly, uh, propaganda in favor of Palestine, Hamas, etc. And I just think, Clay, if you had Twitter, if the old Twitter was still in place, you might see an even bigger groundswell of these protests. And I mean, it's been big as it is, but I, I think that social media amplification of, honestly, anti-Semitic stuff would be even stronger if you had had the old Twitter in place. Because on this issue... All of a sudden, there's different rules. On the issue of Israel and Palestine, the rules change for what kind of things you can say. We've seen on the college campuses. College campuses, Clay, the president of Harvard has discovered nuance yes. when it comes to what kind of free speech should be allowed. Suddenly, you're, you're, you know, it's very different. You say all lives matter, you get fired. If you say, well, Palestinians are actually the victim, people say, well, let's talk about nuance and difficulty and colonialism and uh, the oppressive state upon which the Hamas uh, universe has has dwelt for so long and what the impact of their decision-making would be. I, I think it's important for even older people out there to understand what their kids are getting exposed to. Um, and I, I don't post on TikTok. I have an account on TikTok because I want to see what is circulating and what is uh, what is becoming algorithmically favored. And I, I just we'll take some of your calls in this next segment, by the way. You can weigh in on a lot of different topics, start off the show. But I, I under 35s coming out in favor of Hamas, which, as you pointed out, Buck, is basically the, the equivalent of being like, hey, Al Qaeda is making some good points, <laughs> which yeah. is you need to take a longer look at bin Laden's philosophy before you <laughs> yeah. condemn him. That's basically what these college kids are saying. Yes. And I get the decision to rebel. But I think. For those of you out there, there's a really great deep dive, I think, that could be done and written. But the first thing that I remember going viral 
in a social media age that was intensely political and was was basically being established under the realm of good and evil was the Joseph Coney thing where suddenly every 16-year-old in America cared about this uh this uh what I mean basically like a war criminal that's in Africa but they managed to create a uh a, a depiction of him as if he were the embodiment of all that is evil and suddenly every 16 17 18 year old in America because they were on social media saw this on their feed and they were convinced that Coney was the worst person who'd ever existed in the history of the world. And they all had deep feelings about what should be done to him because it was an emotional response ginned up by social media. Now, sometimes that can be positive, but this idea of good and evil, they are exploiting, I think, the emotions of a lot of young kids who, frankly, are ignorant about much of uh, American and world history and want to buy into this Disneyfication of the world where if you're white, you're a bad guy. And if you're a brown, yeah. you're a good guy. It's it's not even that they're doing a relativistic, oh, good and evil is really hard to understand. They're they're brainwashing people to think that Israel's the evildoer here. Yeah, that, that's the you know, it's not just oh, things are complicated, there's nuance, you know, let's let's take a step back. This needs more study, whatever. Uh they're fine with framing this conflict as good versus evil, they just have it in reverse. Um and, and again, this is why I make the distinction. Uh, no one um of any you know standing or, or reputation on this issue is saying uh Israel should go in there and just just harm as many Palestinians as it can. This is a war against Hamas, a terrorist entity, the same way that Al Qaeda, the same way that ISIS, the same way that these other groups around the world that have engaged in very similar behavior under honestly similar auspices. Um you know, we have no problem sending our military to go and deal with them. And that means using lethal force. That means killing them. We actually have to, we actually have to understand that, that Israel defending itself means Israel has to be able to kill Hamas operatives in, in considerable numbers involved in this attack. That is what we're talking about. I, I don't shy away from that at all. But this, this idea that there's some kind of a genocide going on in Gaza or that this is about harming all the Palestinian people, harming women and children. No. Hamas are the ones who want the genocide. They just don't have the means to do it. We'll take some of your calls to close out uh, hour number one. Lots still to come. In the meantime, our veterans have done so much for us. When you devote your life to protecting our freedoms and keep us safe, you're owed a debt of gratitude. These are men and women who raise their hands to sacrifice for this country, and when they're done serving, they reenter a difficult job market and an economy with rampant inflation. It's a tough hand to be dealt. That's why we're happy a private company like Pure Talks jumped in to help. They're encouraging you to help out, too. Switch your cell phone company to Pure Talk, get their superior service, and they'll donate a portion of alleviating $10 million in veteran debt by Veterans Day. After two weeks, they're more than halfway there. You sacrifice nothing. In fact, you'll probably be saving a fortune because Pure Talk's plans start at just 20 bucks a month, offering unlimited talk, text, more data, and a mobile hotspot. Just dial pound 250, say the keywords Clay and Buck to make the switch. Pound 250, say Clay and Buck to switch to Pure Talk today. It's the right move, and it's the American way. Need a break from politics? A little comedy to counter the craziness? So do we. The Sunday Hang, a weekend podcast to lighten things up a bit. Find it in the Clay and Buck podcast feed on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. You'll get the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can keep your cell phone number and your phone or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values, who supports our military and veterans, creates American jobs, and refuses to advertise on fake news networks. Go to puretalk.com slash clay to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash clay. Welcome back in. We want to take some of your calls here. If you want to get in on the conversation, 800-282-2882. Also, don't forget, you can send us emails. Become a Clay and Buck VIP. Go to clayandbuck.com. That is our website. You can sign up there to be a VIP. You get some cool perks, including the special inbox, which we are, uh, which is sent and shared to, shared with us, uh, each show, uh, throughout the show. Let's take Jose in Texas up first. What's going on, Jose? Hello, Buck. Uh, two quick points, actually three quick points. First point is that the rot that begins in this nation with the lack of fidelity to the Constitution. 
Second is that uh, Professor Dostoevich was correct. The, the, the right to protest belongs to the individual, is constitutionally to the individual. As soon as somebody dons a mask at a protest, they deserve to be immediately arrested because they lose their right. The right to protest does not belong to a mask entity. It belongs to an individual. Uh, third, uh, I can't believe that every time that the 20th, that the 2020 election is mentioned, it is not also mentioned that way that that election was conducted completely unconstitutionally, which made it unconstitutional. It was an unconstitutional election. And that, that should be mentioned along with the loss of Donald Trump, because I, I acknowledge he did lose the count. But how was that count achieved? And they well, we, look, thank, thank you for the call, Jose. We agree with you that the election in 2020 was rigged. Here's the problem. Um, if you believe 2020 was rigged, and we do, why do you think they're not going to try to rig 2024 too? So I think you have to be careful in becoming self-defeating. I think it's going to be harder to rig the election in 2024 without COVID, right? But they're going to try to grab every loophole they can. We know that there is going to be a concerted effort by the media, as there was with the Hunter Biden laptop and all those things, to not allow stories which are negative to Biden to circulate. Now, on the the question he asked about the mask, the reason they're wearing masks is because they're trying to avoid responsibility for what they're saying, right? But the ma- out of this, they get to hide their identity and they they don't have to worry about whatever it is that they think is going to happen with COVID these days. Uh, Richard in Gainesville, Florida. Richard, what have you got for us? Hey, gentlemen, thank you for taking my call. This is actually amazing. You guys are doing a wonderful job taking over for the grocery. For, for the great Rush Limbaugh. Uh, first of all, I think Ron DeSantis is right. Uh, I think the only one who can lose to Joe Biden is, unfortunately, Donald Trump, because he pissed off so many of the uh, independent voters. I don't think they're going to side with him no matter what he does. Uh, unfortunately, if he is the nominee, I will still vote for him, but I would love to see DeSantis as, as the president. Last point is, when you all talking about Hamas, I'm a disabled combat veteran, multiple tours to Iraq. Thank you. I feel sorry for those people. Because the war that they're having to fight has no def- def- uh, definitive enemy. They don't wear a uniform. They look just like me and you. Kids will carry guns. And part of, to, to illustrate some of this for you, I'll bring you back to a couple movies that I know are fiction. But if you look at the movie Black Hawk Down, where you see those little kids carrying AK-47s, that's factual. The other part, the other movie that I'd bring you back to is The Kingdom, uh, with Janie Fox about the bombing in, uh, Saudi Arabia. That probably didn't happen. But if you look at how the bomb maker, Abba Hansen, was teaching his grandchild, this is what you do. These kids are taught this from birth. No doubt. You have, I mean, to, look. Unfortunately, you don't know friend from foe. And I feel the, the, yeah, the, the urban warfare that they, thank you. First of all, thank you for your service, Richard. Thank you for calling in. The urban warfare situation that Israel's going into in Gaza is, is going to be very difficult, hellish, and, and could have uh, much higher casualty rates than IDF has suffered in the past. Uh, hopefully that is not the case. We will see. Perhaps this preparation time will, will limit both IDF and civilian uh, Palestinian casualties, which is, which is certainly a, a goal of all of it. Let's one more here. Greg in Wisconsin. Greg, you want to weigh in on Trump in 2024? What's up? Uh, yes. Um, my belief was uh, Wade is going right now at best. 
Donald Trump would have a 50-50 chance of winning if the election was held today. Reason why I say that is because, like Tom, some of the other callers have said that Trump has really ticked off a lot of people. But I also, too, believe that there would be a lot of people that would stay home and not vote for Biden just because of how incompetent he is. But the Democrats always seem to be able to find the votes. Look, thank you for the call. My, I think we're going to have a lower turnout. I think there's going to be not just a third party, but a fourth and fifth party on many of these different state ballots, Buck. And I still think that at some point, this is what we started off uh, or talked about earlier, I think there's going to be a Biden age-related issue. I don't mean health. I mean like he trips and falls. I mean he steps off a stage and falls. We've already seen him fall on the... uh, You don't think it's going to impact things. I think it's the single most consequential thing in the mind of independent voters. I just I think they've decided Biden can't do the job, and there's going to be a video montage that incident that just makes it clear. That's my thought. His competitor is almost eighty, yeah. (laughs) So you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll talk about Israel Palestine here in a second, or Israel versus Hamas. Stick around for that. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 